Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You need to get up and realize that God's Word is with you and that you are with God and that you do not have to be defeated. You don't have to have a defeatist attitude. You do not have to be defeated. You can, if you want to, do something about your situation. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, It's Your Move by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan's message. 1 Samuel chapter 14. I'm going to just use that as a setting. Now, have you ever experienced, any of you ever experienced a time when it seems like all you were getting were defeats? Seemed like everything, you, everywhere you turn, you were defeated. Well, I think God has a plan for snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Now, as we look at this, I want you to notice that uh, this chapter talks about Jonathan and a victory that he won for the children of Israel when his father was king of uh, the children of Israel, the Israelites. And uh, in verse 1, it says, now, now it came to pass upon a day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said unto the young man that bare his armor, or his armor bearer, whatever you want to call it, let us go up over to the Philistine garrison that is on the other side. But he told not his father. And Saul tarried in the uttermost parts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron, and the people there were with him were about 600 men. Now here's the situation. We find that, uh, that Saul is sitting there with 600 men in Gibeah. The Philistines are in their garrison in Migmash, and they have about 30,000 chariots and about 6,000 cavalry and all kinds of infantrymen. And uh, they're there, and this place is considered to be, you can't get into it, you can't defeat it. And if you'll read on the story, it goes, they've sent out raiding parties and they've destroyed all the blacksmith shops and all the smiths. And therefore, uh, Israel is down here encamped in battle, but they don't have any weapons. If you read on, you'll find out, or read up a little, a little up above there, you'll find out that Jonathan and Saul was the only ones that had any weapons. Rest of them didn't have any weapons, and uh, they they hadn't had they only had six hundred men left remaining out of original force of three thousand that started out. Rest of them had run off and hid and so forth and so on. They got six hundred men. They're sitting down here. Saul is sitting there underneath a tree, pomegranate tree. They got a defeatist attitude. They've been beat around, whipped around. The raiding parties keep coming into the villages, into the, into the cities, and doing whatever they desire to do. 
And you see, you need to understand that the children of Israel are God's children, and they are a type of God's children today. The Philistines are a type of Satan and his bunch. Because I want you to notice that all through their life, they, they always had trouble with the Philistines. And we always have trouble with Satan. Now what's Satan? He all, he's always raiding. He's always coming in and trying to destroy us, trying to take us out of what God wants us to have. And the Philistines were always raiding. I mean, there was always some raiding party from the Philistines coming in unless... Israel was strong enough to defeat them. And now we find that here they are. In this situation, and it seems like that only these two men, Jonathan and his armor bearer, have escaped this defeatist attitude. Just sitting there, there's nothing we can do, so we just sit here and get taken advantage of. That's what a lot of people do sometimes when they finally get so far down. The enemy, they just sit there and the enemy just takes, just takes advantage of them every time he turns around. But uh, they had escaped this attitude of being defeated and in light of seemingly this hopeless situation, Jonathan realized that something must be done. Now, you know, I, I tell you what, sometimes some people need to get up and do something. It shows that they're still alive. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, some people just sit there and whatever, whatever happens, happens, and they just get thrown from here to there to yonder, from pillar to post, we'd say. And they never, they never even rise up to, to try to do anything. So number one, if you're going to rise above and snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat, number one, you've got to take bold action. Bold action. Now, as you take bold action, this means doing something, getting up and doing something. Jonathan got up and he did something. You need to get up and realize that God's word is with you and that you are with God and that you do not have to be defeated. You don't have to have a defeatist attitude. You do not have to be defeated. You can, if you want to, do something about your situation. Somebody said, I thought I'm praying for God to do something about my situation. Then you're wrong. You're wasting your time. Now, you're not wasting time praying, but you're wasting your time praying if you're praying for God to do something about your situation. Now, the reason I say that is because, you see, God has already done all he's ever going to do about your situation. He has already made a way of escape. He has told you about it in his word, and now it is up to you to take bold action in the face of the enemy that is tearing you apart. Secondly, if we are going to win, 
in the face of defeat, we have to exercise confident faith. Now, why do I say confident faith? Because unless you have confidence, all of your faith confessions are not going to do you any good. I mean, you can make a faith confession, but if you don't believe it, it's not going to help you any. If you don't have confidence in what you're saying, it's not going to do you any good. You know, some people are always saying things, but they don't, they're not confident, they have no confidence in what they're saying at all, so therefore nobody pays any attention to them. You ever noticed an animal? You can tell, say a dog, and you can tell that dog to sit and so forth and so on, and it don't. I've got, I've got some dogs at the house, and my wife and daughter always say, well, you're the only one who can do anything with them. And I tell them, it's the reason why is the way you say, give commands to them. They just say, sit. And the dog don't pay no attention to them. I call the dog by name, Pepper, sit. There's a difference. I've got a confidence in my voice. I've got authoritative confidence that when I speak, something's going to happen. They just say, sit, get down, you know, very quietly and calmly. And you can very quietly and calmly tell the devil where to get off and he just keeps right on you. But you can turn around and in, with a confident voice knowing that you have the authority to do it. You see, I've got the authority to, to tell that dog what to do. Raised it from a pump. Now, you see, the devil knows your authority, but as long as you have no confidence in your authority, then he pays no attention to you. How many have ever seen people that are making confessions of faith and telling the devil to leave them be and so forth, but nothing's happening? Have you ever noticed... How many have ever noticed that there was no confidence in how they were addressing the enemy? Anybody ever noticed that? And so many people, they go out to face the enemy and they're shaky. They don't really have any confidence that what they're doing is going to work. I want you to understand that Jonathan had confidence in God and the odds were irrelevant. Now what are the odds of two men going against 30 some odd thousand of them? I mean what's the odds? Well let's go up here and see. Well they had 30,000 chariots, 6,000 cavalry, and innumerable infantrymen, or foot soldiers, in other words. Now, what is the odds of two men going against that amount of people? I would consider it zero. But you see, 
Jonathan's confidence was not in his and his armor bearer's fighting ability. Although he knew they could fight, he knew that they knew how to use their swords and their spears and so forth and so on. But his confidence was not in his ability. His confidence was in God. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special is Lynette's Bargain Bag, chocked full of incredible bargains for just $19.95. This offer includes the books How to Live Worry-Free and It's Your Move by Ken Hagan, How You Can Know the Will of God, the Slimline Book by Kenneth E. Hagan, the CD How You Can Have Success by Lynette Hagan, and the CD, How to Receive God's Best, from Kenneth E. Hagan. All this and the tote bag are just $19.95. That's a retail value of $38.85. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. It's April 26th through the 28th. We've got uh, Rhema College, College Weekend. That's right. Uh, you get to attend class. You have, have lunch, lunch with, with the, the staff. staff. There's tours and some recreation, and then there's a job and housing fairs. We'd just love to have you come there. If you want more information about signing up and how to get signed up and all that, go to rbtc.org, and That's it's right, right there, and you can sign up. We'll be looking for you, okay? Tomorrow, more from Ken Hagen on this powerful teaching, It's Your Move. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.